Hello, leaders, and welcome to Connections, the podcast. This is where we sit down and talk about the things that will make us better women, mothers, leaders, and followers of Jesus. I'm Kelly Jordan, the Leadership Development Manager for Mox, and I'm joined by my friend Jennifer Iverson, who is our Leader Content Strategist. Hello, Kelly. How are you today? I am doing great, and I'm excited for our conversation today because we are going to focus on the idea of rest. What do we need to rest from? What are the rest inhibitors that get in our way? And how can we better manage those things? So, Jen, are you feeling well rested? Ready to chat today? I am not, but I feel like that's just going to make this even better. (laughs) It's just just part of it. All right. So I have some kind of fun and and maybe some not so fun rest facts that I want to throw out there for us because you and I like the like the facts and the numbers behind things. So here's the first one. Over eight million people in the United States struggle to fall asleep or stay asleep each night. Well, that would just explain why I'm not well rested today. Right. I am definitely one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 45% of those people say that poor or insufficient sleep affects their daily activities at least once a week. I think I, I think I agree with that too. Oh, I I would say more than once a week. Okay. Well, at least once a week, (laughs) once a week, every single day. Uh, We also see that about 30 to 40% of parents sleep less than six hours a night on a regular basis. Yeah, I believe that. that that actually is a surprisingly low percentage in my mind. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, here's the next one. I this is very interesting. Humans are the only mammals that willingly delay sleep. Okay. Other other mammals, when they're tired, they rest. That just makes me think of an animal like running across the prairie and goes, I'm tired and lays down and goes to sleep. (laughs) I do feel like, you know, they're going to go get somewhere safe, you know, and then they're going to rest. But But they don't off a long time. Oh, yes. We'll be tired for hours before we lay down. Maybe we 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 could learn a lesson. From our other, from our animal friends here, I think. Yeah. That I feel is like there's rest. some babies that could use a lesson. Have you ever seen those, those videos of babies fighting sleep like crazy? Yes. But adults do that too. It's we just do. not, it's just, we've learned how to do it in a way that not everyone notices because it's right. not nearly as cute. It's not nearly as cute. No. When the adult fights sleep. No. Okay. Here's another fact. A giraffe only needs 1.9 hours of sleep a day. A brown bat needs 19.9 hours a day. I feel like I'm closer to the bat than I am to the giraffe for sure. Yeah, but imagine how productive I could be if I were like a giraffe. I know. There are days where I think I wish I were like a giraffe because we could get so much done. Yeah. But that's part of our problem, isn't it, as humans who want to delay sleep? As long as we can. Inconsistent sleep or a struggle with insomnia is not the only thing that makes us feel unrested. Mm. Is that a word? Unrested? Uh, Ill-rested? Poorly rested? Because rest is so much more than just 
sleep. So let's talk for a few minutes about some of the things that we need to rest from. So what is one of the biggest things that you feel you need to rest from? I feel like if we took a poll, I feel like most of our listeners are going to answer this the way I think you're going to answer it. What do you think we need to rest from? I, I want to rest from my kids. I kind of feel guilty saying that, but I'd yes. like to rest from my kids. Yes, and I think we need sometimes to rest from our kids, from our from our family responsibilities. And I think what that shows is that sometimes we need to rest even from the things that we really love. Just okay. because That's you love it. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> right. Sometimes you need to rest from it. That's why you need to do some things that don't involve your kids as an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you're married, you need to do some things that don't involve your husband. I mean, you need to have some of your own hobbies. Uh, you need to rest sometimes from cooking, from cleaning, from some of the responsibilities that we take on. We need a break every now and again. Yes, I would definitely like to rest from making meals every day, multiple times a day. <laughs> yes, because they just they just need to keep eating. It's Always. Always. all the time. And I love to cook, but I don't like to cook every day. Right. We need right. a rest. We need a break. So I think I think uh, our kids, our family responsibilities, that's a good one. Yeah. I think another thing that we need to rest from is work. Now, you and I both work from home. Mm. And so even though we have a, an office that we can walk out of and close the door behind us, our work is always right here. It's always right here in the house with us. Yeah. So I think that it's sometimes... A lot of- Parents, especially after the pandemic and working or even still during and are working from home, that's something that's become harder to do. And I think a lot of work environments expect communication even outside of work hours sometimes. Yes, I I do think that a lot of our jobs blur the lines between the the work and the non-work hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that no matter where your office is or what type of work you might do, you need rest from it. Yeah. And even all throughout scripture, rest is built in to work. In yeah. Exodus, it says to, to sow the ground, to work the land for six years, and then to let it rest on the seventh year. And here in the U.S., Rest is built into our work schedule. Um, lunch, coffee breaks, leaving after however many hours you're scheduled, weekends. But we often skip that part. We allow the lines to become really blurred. And so we just keep working and we lose out on the rest. But yeah. I really think, I think that I am my most creative after I've had time off. If it's, you know, after the weekend or when I'm having time off, I think that I have some of my best ideas after I've had a day or two off work and I come back in and I sit down and I start up again, you know? Okay. Let me ask you this because I think I know the answer. Where do you get some of your very best ideas? (laughs) Um, Usually in the shower. There you go. See, so it's when you're away from the answer. That's why I asked it because I think it's a funny one. Um, I just think that when we're away from the work of it or away from the thing that we're focused on, then 
we relax and we get a little more creative and those and those good ideas that we need come to us in unexpected ways yeah. if you allow yourself to rest allow yourself um and allow your brain to function in a different way now there's so we've said uh, kids family demands work i think another thing that we need to rest from every now and then is our ministry and you and i are our work is our ministry in a way. We were both involved with MOPS long before it was our job. We both started as moms who attended MOPS groups and then we became volunteers. And and so our it was our ministry long before it was our work. But whatever your ministry is, that thing that you're passionate about, that thing that you pour yourself into, that you believe so firmly in, you need a break from it every now and then as well. Because if you are always focused on ministry, down the road, you're going to get burnt out. So resting now will prevent burnout later. So sometimes you need a break from the ministry. Now, I'm not saying that you should take a year off. You know, I, I think that if you are faithful in the breaks in ministry here and there, then you get to the point where you don't need, where you don't sit there and say, okay, I need a whole year off to recover. Right. right. Because you're resting as you go rather than work, 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 work minister, 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 and then, okay, I'm exhausted. I have to just walk away for a while now. Yeah, no, I think we hear from our MOPS leaders sometimes um, this concept, like, you know, I just am feeling burned out. Sometimes when we really stop and look at it, we are doing something MOPS ministry related almost every day, building in some of those rest times is going to be like you said really important to prevent that long term you can't you can't do it 24 7. it's just right. not possible right and we're going to talk in a minute about some things that we can do that will help us rest when we need it and so so we're going to come back to this in a minute but but i really do think that it is okay to take a break from ministry and it is encouraged it is essential to take those breaks along the way so that you don't burn out, uh, go out just in a blaze of glory at the end. Well, I think too, for the people that you're serving or the people that are serving alongside of you, for you to say, hey, I need a short break. I need a week off or I need a day off or you know something like that is much more manageable than working yourself so hard that you say, I have to take a year off or I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah, I'm out completely. Right. Yeah. Right. So even taking a break there, it's also kind to the people around you. True. Makes you a better leader for sure. You know, one of the things that I think is really huge and and kind of permeates all of these areas where we've talked about needing a rest from is social media. And mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, you know, the in thing to say, I'm going to take a social media break for a month or um, even a day or something like that. But more than just social media, um, you know, like I'm taking a break from it. I want I just want to point out some of the things about social media. One is it's done on, you know, a, a device, whether it's your computer or your phone. And there is something about the light that comes from that that triggers our brains. Mm -hmm. um, that is overloading us constantly, and we need a rest from it. 
Um, the other thing is I hear people sometimes say, oh, I just need a break. I'm just going to sit and, for example, scroll through Instagram. If I scroll through my Instagram feed, which I'm pretty, I'm pretty picky about who I follow on my Instagram feed, I'm going to find Mops International, which has awesome, awesome stuff. But then I'm also going to find an ad for jewelry, a news brief happening, um, a serious question about life and work balance and, um, you know, something funny and somebody's serious thing about their parent. I mean, all these things that I'm mentioning and we just went emotional roller coaster on um, just through a quick scroll through. Mm-hmm. And then you think about an app like TikTok that is truly in 15 second bits. It is just constant brain stimulation. It is not restful right. at all. We're not saying that you shouldn't have social media, that you should completely take it away from your life. I no. think what we're saying is that you need to understand what it, how it impacts you and how it impacts your productivity the rest of the day? How does it impact your rest at night? How does it impact the way you interact with other people? So just be realistic and understand the impact it has. So then you can better manage it. Absolutely. I mean, I love social media, but I think sometimes we have to keep in perspective that it is not necessarily recreation. It's really a tool. It entertains us. It educates us. It tells stories, but it is not necessarily restful. True. I think that leads us to kind of our, our last thing that we thought of that we really need to rest from. And some of it is just the the stimuli that we're faced with all the time, noise, lights, the other really sensory heavy things. Sometimes yeah. you need a rest from that. And you and I sit in front of a computer a lot, most of our day. And so sometimes you need a break from that. Um, you need a break from the noise. I love to listen to music really loud. I figure if my neighbors cannot hear it, then it is not loud enough. So I do like to listen to it loud during the day. But there are times where I just want silence, where I just want to turn everything off. We need a break from some of those really heavy sensory things, whether it's social media or whether it's physical sensory light sound motion, that kind of thing. Even during the pandemic, when we were really locked down for a while, Mm -hmm. there was a point where I said, I need people not to touch me. My my (laughs) sense of touch, because they were with me constantly, was overloaded. I Mm -hmm. needed a break. And I'm sure some of our introverted people, I am naturally extroverted, but even this extroverted person needed a break for mm-hmm. people. So. Well, and when we think of a lot of um, our listeners, our moms, I mean, mm-hmm. that is definitely true, especially when your kids are little. You yeah. need a break from that, from that child physically touching you. Again, yep. sometimes we need rest even from the things that we love and yes. that mean so much to us. Sometimes we still need a little rest from those things. So what are some of the things that you think get in the way of finding rest? 
<laughs> well, let's just say all of those things we mentioned. Exactly. Kids, family, work, ministry, social media. Okay. So that's our list of the things that get in our way. The things we need rest from are the things that get in the way <laughs> of finding rest. I think another thing for me that gets in the way is this sense of responsibility. I very much was raised with and and have ascribed to the idea of you work first and then you rest. But the problem with that sort of mindset, while very good work ethic, is um, my work is never done. And right. and I trick myself into thinking, oh, I just need to do this and I can work when I finish this or it. There's never an end to it. So I think sometimes our responsibility gets in the way a little bit and won't allow us to say, I need a break. And then I can continue with my responsibility. Right. That whole, well, I'm in charge of this. And if I don't keep going with this, then nobody will. You know, that it just, it'll just fall apart or it'll fail or I won't accomplish the goal or whatever. So it's the responsibility. But I think it's also the thing that gets in our way is guilt. Yeah. That whole, well, um, I don't deserve this break or um, guilt. Uh, we hear this a lot from moms because in our, in our work, we talk a lot to moms and we hear it all the time. Well, I can't rest when the baby rests, or I can't rest because I have all of these other things to get done while my child is resting or my child is at school or my child is somewhere else. I can't just rest during that time because I have so much to get done. And if I don't do it, nobody will. And if I don't do it, then I'm not a good mom or I'm not a good employee or I'm not a good wife or whatever. So we convince ourselves that in order to be good at all of those things, then we can't think about ourselves or think about what rest we might need at all. It so makes me guilt. think of right after having a baby, um, my mom would come and she would say, I want you to sit on the couch. Here's a drink. Here's a bowl of fresh raspberries. I'm going to go do your laundry, clean your oven, wash your dishes. And there was part of me, first of all, can I just shout out my mom for being amazing like yes. that? But there was part of me that felt guilty, like I'm sitting here doing nothing. And my mom is doing all these things. And then the shoulds start. Right. I should get up and help her. I should go do this. I should at least offer this. And really what I needed the most right then was to rest and allow my body to physically heal. Right. But I felt guilty for just sitting while everybody else was working. Right. Really what you should do is to take care of that child. And can I say that if you're ever wondering, what can I do for a woman who's just had a baby? It's that kind of thing. Don't go over and offer to hold the baby so that she can get something done. Go right. over and offer to do something so that she can sit quietly and hold her baby. Now, unless the thing that she needs to do is like, take, if she wants to take a shower, hold the baby so she can take a shower, <laughs> that kind of thing, because that's restful. But but go and offer to do something that will help her rest rather yeah. than you rest while she gets something else done. I think that's one of the greatest things you can do for a new mom. Well, and know that most new moms are going to say, no, I don't need that. 
But right. So you just say, this is what I'm going to do. (laughs) This is what I will do for you. And you just do it. So instead of saying, what can I do for you? And she has to come up with the answer. You just say, hey, I'm going to come do one of these things. So which would you prefer? So we, we kind of know what's stopping us from resting. So now let's talk for a minute about how we can better manage those things that inhibit our rest. Uh, we came up with seven, um, at least seven, because we may, you know, we may we throw, throw others as we go. <laughs> so we're not, we're, don't hold us to that. But we believe that there are these seven that we're going to talk through. How do I better manage rest inhibitors? And the first one is to observe a Sabbath. Many people believe that a Sabbath must be a Saturday or a Sunday. Others feel that it just needs to be a day that's set aside for study or worship or rest. Whatever your Sabbath looks like, create a Sabbath experience, whether it's resting from social media on that day or cooking or TV, and instead focusing on the things that you find really life-giving and energy-inducing, focus on those for that day. Our friend Annie F. Downs talks a lot about Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that she defines what a Sabbath is, is doing something that is completely different from your day-to-day activities. So like you mentioned that you and I, for work, we spend a lot of time sitting at our desks in front of the computer. And so if it is something that does not require me to open my computer at all or look at a screen like that, it is a lot more restful for me. I find a lot of things that are are, um, like tactile, like I can do it with my hands, whether that's doing a puzzle or um, I like to cross stitch sometimes or reading a book that's like got actual pages and a spine and a cover versus a Kindle or something like that. I need things that I can hold in my hands. Um, So for me, that is what involves Sabbath. I also think sometimes the idea of saying, okay, I'm going to observe a Sabbath day can feel overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes a great place to start is, okay, I need to observe a Sabbath morning or a Sabbath afternoon. My husband um, was a pastor for a while, and one of the best pieces of advice he got was to divide his day into thirds and always pick one of those thirds to be not work. Because you think for a pastor, sometimes they work morning, afternoon, and evening. Uh, Same with a mom. So maybe it's picking one of those times and working with a spouse and saying, look, can you do kid morning so I can have a slow morning and I'll do kid evening? Things like that. I think sometimes our Sabbath time can also be defined as smaller chunks of time. Right, right. But just something that creates this kind of Sabbath experience, whatever that looks like for you. Now, for me, if it's not planned, it probably won't happen because I think I I just don't naturally lean towards, okay, I'm going to take this hour or this half a day or this day and really rest and do things that I find restful. 
so if I don't plan it, it probably won't happen. So if you're like that, it is perfectly okay to plan it. And, and maybe it is every Sunday. Maybe it is every Saturday. Maybe this week it's on Thursday and next week it's on Tuesday. I think the important thing is to have the experience where you have some time for study and worship and rest. So number one, the number one way to, way to better manage rest inhibitors is to observe a Sabbath. Yeah. The second one that we have is to take some time off. Take some time off if you work. I mean, hopefully you have some time off built in there if you have a job. So it restores mental energy. It makes you feel more creative and more productive and more focused when you go back from work. But it's just taking time away from your normal thing. Even if you don't have a job outside your home that pays you money, um, you still need to take some time off from the, the normal work that you do, whatever that might be. I think that one way, this is our this is our third thing. I think one thing you can do to help you take a little time off is a power nap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, we've already said that rest is more than just sleep. And so it, it's not just all about sleep, but a good power nap is a beautiful thing. And so I, I'm going to give you a few quick tips about a power nap. Naps boost your immune system. They reduce stress levels. They help keep you more alert. Um, there was actually a NASA study that found that after a 26-minute nap, pilot performance improved by 34%. Ooh. So I'm like, if I'm getting on a plane, I want to know that my pilot just had a little nap. Because they, and they promote creative problem solving. They help strengthen memory. So naps are a good thing. Um, but a power nap is usually short and sweet. So, you know, 10 or 20 minutes is really as long as it is. And the trick to a power nap is getting your body to move through this stage one of sleep where your body first slows down and into stage two where your muscles start to relax and your breathing and your heart rate slow down even more. But if you nap for too long and you get into that stage three of sleep, that's when you wake up and you feel more groggy than you did when you've been laid down. So it's just that that getting to that phase two of sleep. Try and set aside those distractions that could keep you from resting for a few minutes. Put your phone away. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to feel it vibrate. And you don't want the light from it. You don't want that blue light that you talked about before. You don't right. want that. We're talking 10 to 20 minutes. You can put your phone in another room for 10 to 20 minutes. Right. Um, but here's the other thing that I read recently about a power nap. That to get the most benefit from a power nap, drink a cup of coffee right before you lay down. Oh, well, Which, that would be a problem for you because you don't like coffee. Well, no. I'd have to do tea. But research shows that the caffeine and the nap combination will eliminate that mid-afternoon sleepiness that we sometimes feel. So it's the combination of two really good things, caffeine and a nap. I love it. Okay, well, first of all, I have to say, if I had to find a quiet place in my house, it might just actually be my car. Right. Sit in my car. My car might need to become my power nap location. But I also want to say these power nap tips are not for those of you that are looking to be productive. And now you think, ooh, if I can do two power naps, I can survive on less sleep and be more like the giraffe. No. That is not what we're saying here. No, that's not the point of it. I used to really struggle to fall asleep. I still do sometimes. But I had this trick 
that I would do because I knew that, that you needed to get those muscles to relax. And I would start at my toes and work my way up. And I would like, in my brain, think about each body part. Like, okay, my toes are relaxing. Now my foot is relaxing. Now my ankle, and I'd work my way up. I tell you, half the time I couldn't even get to my knees before I was sound asleep. Yeah. But that was just, I just needed to mentally remind myself to relax. Yeah. So, well, for our, for our listeners that have had babies and ever did Lamaze, that's really what Lamaze is, is right. focusing on isolating muscles and, and reminding them to relax and rest. And so it, it will definitely relax you for sure. I think this also leads us to our next way that we can kind of um, manage those things that inhibit us. And that is to embrace the quiet. Even if you don't have 10 or 20 minutes or a place where you can lay down and actually nap, just to take a few moments to embrace the quiet and embrace some stillness can make a big difference in your productivity the rest of the day. Maybe it's just turning off the music that I like to listen to really loud. Or if we're sitting in front of the computer, it's closing your eyes for a few minutes just to block out that light or turning away from that light source, whatever it is, but embracing the quiet for just a few minutes. I find when I have some of those quiet in between moments, um, my natural reaction is to grab my phone. And, um, you know, we talked about what is a rest inhibitor and, you know, social media is one of those things. I love a quote that John Acuff said once. He said, um, there are places that my phone is not invited. And sometimes we have to think like, okay, I'm picking my child up from an activity and I'm going to be sitting or school, you know, and I'm sitting in the car line and I'm going to be there for five minutes. I could scroll through my phone or I could say, nope, I'm going to embrace these five minutes right now and just have a moment of rest. And I think too, even as moms, I used to call it the mom nap. It was the ability to sit and close my eyes and still be aware of what was going on around me. I could still hear, you know, the TV with the show that my kid was watching that was going to keep them for those 15 minutes, but I was able to make my rest of my body calm for just a few minutes. Mm -hmm. That kind of goes along with the, that need to rest from all of the sensory things, yeah. you know, so if you can have a little quiet and you can get to where you're by yourself and you're just being really still, um, mm -hmm that can have as great an impact as a nap could uh, right. making you more productive and more focused uh, when you get back into whatever work you might be doing. Right. Number five on our list of managing the rest inhibitors um, is okay. How do we manage the fact uh, that we have kids? <laughs> so, you know, we have all of these people in our house and we have to take care of them. And so how am I going to find time for any kind of rest, any time, any kind of activity that is just really life-giving and energy producing for me? How am I going to do that when I have all of these kids? <laughs> well, I think there's a couple of things you can do. One, 
you know, utilize time when you have a babysitter and and add a little bit extra. If you have a babysitter because you need to go to a doctor's appointment or something, add an extra 20 minutes to just sit before you walk in the door. Share with friends. Say, hey, I need a break. You need a break. Let's swap. Um, I had a really good friend um, when my kids were tiny, tiny, and we each had a day. She would take Tuesday morning. I would take Thursday morning. I'd go over on Tuesday, drop my kids off, go back to my house. Then I'd go get them when it was nap time. So you kind of got added benefits. I got the morning to do something or run errands or whatever I needed to do. And I had the afternoon of nap time. But you can utilize swapping with a friend. Um, time after bedtime is I awesome. think I think that's a great idea right there is that most children go to bed before you're ready to so use whether it's an hour or half an hour or three hours however much time you have after bedtime set some of that aside for you to do something restful because then it's going to help you actually sleep better when you get in the bed I think too this is a great opportunity to teach our kids about rest so if you want that you know, rest moment. Maybe it's kind of like a power nap, except you didn't fully fall asleep. Mm -hmm. You can create an, a space and say, hey, we're going to do something. Let's see how quiet we can be. Toddlers love that. They probably only last 30 seconds. But it's that moment where you talk about, like, embracing the quiet. You can you can do all these things like quieting your voice, getting them, and you end up teaching them the importance of rest too. Right. That's so true. And even if your children are to an age where they don't nap themselves, teaching them that we are going to take 20 minutes of quiet time and you are going to sit on your bed with some books or your favorite toy and I'm going to sit um, on the couch with a book or I'm going to close my eyes for a minute or whatever it is, teaches them to embrace this idea of rest and that we need it um, so that we can better do whatever the next thing is that we're supposed to do. Yeah, honestly, I think even I can hear the mom now going, oh, I have three kids and there's never a moment that any of them are quiet or there's never that moment. There are memories I have of getting all of my kids into their car seats, which you know is a production sometimes, mm -hmm. closing all the doors and walking to the back of the vehicle and standing there for like 30 seconds and taking some deep breaths like, okay. And even that small moment of rest is enough to say, now I'm going to open my door and it's going to be loud. Right. <laughs> I just right. needed that few minutes to embrace the quiet. I mean, honestly, when I talk about um, vehicles, I now very often drive in my vehicle with no children in absolute silence. No right. radio, no podcast, no phone call, nothing. And uh, my husband thinks it's weird. I don't know. I so just mine. <laughs> I just... Why is that weird? The quiet sometimes. When the kids were younger, 
I would get in the car and crank that music because I didn't want to hear the whining or the crying. <laughs> and I made it very loud. That probably didn't work very well. But now I just enjoy the quiet moment. So if you're running an errand, maybe don't put the music on. Maybe putting the music on is life-giving. There are times when I need to put on that, I call it my Jesus music. I have to put on the worship music and crank it up. I, I just like to be the opposite of that sometimes. Right, right. Okay, so that was number five, trying to utilize babysitters or friends or that time after bedtime to find a little bit of rest for yourself. Number six is protecting your hours. I know that we don't have control over every hour in our day because we have children or spouses or a job and we have things that can that we don't have a lot of control over those hours. But what we have to find are the hours that we do have control over and we have to protect those hours. If it is the first hour in the morning where you get up before everybody else, protect that hour and use it to do something that is restful. If it's the hour after bedtime, before when the kids are in bed, but before you get into bed, protect that hour. If it's the 30 minutes while everybody's asleep in the afternoon, protect the hour. So find the hours that you can control and then protect them. Because even though sometimes our days feel completely out of our own control, there is some time in there that is yours. And so you need to find it and you need to protect it. Mm -hmm. And that means that if you need to write it down in your calendar, do it. If you need to set an alarm on your phone, do it. Whatever you need to do to protect the time that you can find for yourself. And today it might be 20 minutes. Tomorrow, maybe I have an hour. Saturday, maybe I can find a couple of hours. Whatever hours you can find that are yours, you need to protect them and you need to plan for them and use them in a way that's going that you're going to find refreshing. And maybe that means that you have to say, OK, well, I'm not going to spend 15 minutes of that on social media. Instead, I'm going to put that away and instead I'm going to use this time for something else. Um, but it's it's all about finding the hours that you do control and protecting them. Yeah, I think that um, really leads into number seven, which is using the tools that you have on hand to help you protect mm -hmm. those. Um, you know, you mentioned social media. I love social media, but I can lose track of time really fast. Oh, yeah, and that's why TikTok built in. Have you ever watched TikTok enough that you get the little guy that pops in that goes, stop, whoa, been scrolling? <laughs> Way too long. Okay. I'm like, the first time I saw him, I went, oh my goodness. I didn't realize that they'd had to build somebody in here for people like me that just got sucked into the TikTok vortex. I don't even know how long you have to watch it before that little guy pops up. But the first time I saw him, I'm like, oh my goodness. But then you begin to think, I need more of this little guy in my life. I need little things that pop up that go, whoa, you've been doing this for far too long. I know. There's part of me that feels guilty that I have seen this guy. And yes. exactly what you're talking I felt really about. bad the first time I saw him. I went, oh, golly. Oh, well. It is crazy <laughs> how 
quickly we can say to ourselves, I'm just going to do this for five minutes. And then we look up and it's been an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. um, so I think if we can utilize things like the the machines that we hold in our hands, our phones, have tools already built in. You can set screen limits. My phone does not let me use apps before 7 a.m. or after 10 p.m. And I will admit that I have said ignore this for 15 minutes because I'm still doing something. I've also said ignore this for today, but it's a conscious decision that I was making. You can also set limits on how many hours of social media it will allow you to do. Um, you also, whether you have a smartphone or not, you have a timer. You can utilize a timer and say, okay, I want to sit and scroll on social media, so I'm going to set a timer for 15 minutes, and when the timer goes off, then I'm going to put it away and be done and go do something else. So utilize that. Also utilize your calendar. If you want to, like you said, protect your hours, you want to be able to have a Sabbath time, then you need to use the calendar and schedule it. Because to say, oh, with my leftover time today, I'm going to rest. You're never going to find that leftover time. Utilize your calendar, build it in just like an appointment um, and and use the timer. It is super helpful. Even our kids can understand a timer and you can say, I'm going to turn on my timer. Let's be quiet for 30 seconds. I'm or a big fan of the timer. I'm a big fan of the timer and I use those a lot. Even yeah. when I'm working, I'll set a timer to remind myself to take a break, to get up yeah. and walk around. Um, I definitely need my calendar will bing to remind me, hey, you have this appointment coming up or something. I need that to help me. But I use it to help remind me that I need to take a break from whatever I'm doing so that you don't get so sucked into it that you look up and you go, oh, my goodness, I've been sitting here for hours. <laughs> so, so I'm a big fan of timers. Yes. Before we kind of get to wrap up and do kind of our final little thing, I, I want to tell the MOPS leaders that are listening about a resource that we have for them to use in their groups. We have become big fans of Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. She wrote a book called Sacred Rest, and she did a curriculum video for us this year. So if you are a MOPS leader and you haven't planned to share this video with your group yet, I encourage you to take a look at it. If you go to leaders.mops.org slash mom hyphen curriculum. You can find the video from Dr. Sandra plus a handout that we created because she talks about the fact that there are really seven types of rest that we need to consider if we're really going to renew our energy and maintain our sanity. <laughs> and so she lists physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, social, sensory, and creative rest. Uh, she has this great quiz that you and the women in your group can take to help you figure out, okay, where am I a little deficient? What kind of rest should I be focusing on? If you have not looked at that, if you haven't planned to share it in your group, I encourage you take a look because it is a really good video and a great meeting plan that goes along with it. And the meeting plan also includes this great Devo that Dr. Sandra wrote for us that talks about how to manage your time and especially when you're feeling a bit overwhelmed by life. Take a look at that. But Jen, is there some last thing 
that you would like to share and say to our leaders today about rest? Yeah, I think when we talk about rest and we've given you all these tips and these ideas, it is not um, to just pile on more guilt or to give you one more thing to add to your to-do list. This is not a great, now I have to rest too. When am I gonna get that off? This is actually a tool to help you accomplish the things on your to-do list. Mm -hmm. And um, so I just encourage you to find one small way to build in some rest. Um, I think as moms, we're not very good at taking care of ourselves. We're excellent at taking care of our kids, but not ourselves. And so this is not, like I said, to pile on more guilt it is to take good care of you. Right. So I want to I want to end with this challenge for you today. Find some rest. Um, maybe listening to this podcast was your rest for today. That's great. But then find some rest again tomorrow and again the next day. Protect that time because in order to be our best, to be the best mom, wife, sister, friend, leader, We must rest our mind, our bodies, and our souls. So leaders, this year we embrace the transformative power of love to the point where it starts to affect everything we do, the way we talk to our kids, interact with strangers, handle disappointments, celebrate victories, make decisions, and yes, even rest. When we're rested and focused on what God has for us to do in our day-to-day life, we will find less comparison and more community less fear and more confidence, more over-the-top displays of compassion, more patience, more life in our souls, more opportunities to really show up well for others, because this is our year to live all for love.